0: wasn't my choice to go to children. if I ever had that choice I wouldn't have chosen it. I didn't know I had an effect on children I didn't know that I, I do what well. I taught classes I teach scuba diving classes I've done all sorts of things like I could deal with people I'm personable and thank you for the kind words mm-hmm. but uh, kids was fearful for me. Um, I, I wasn't sure how to even relate to them I didn't know what or how they would take me. So that mission trip was really, exactly what I needed. And doesn't God give us that? He he feeds Mm. us exactly what we need when we need it. And I needed some kind of validation to say, Mm. hey, I told you this and I said, okay, I'm going to listen, obey. But then he gave me that little bit of like, you see, and this is, and I said, yeah, I see. I mean, you could, you could tell right away, This this is obviously what he needed me to be doing, what I needed to be doing. Welcome to the Disciple Making Youth Ministry Podcast
1: where we talk about the calling of youth pastors to equip students for the work of making disciples, moving teens from church attenders to disciple-makers. Here are your hosts,
2: Joel Friend and Jeremy Collins. Welcome to the Disciple-Making Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Joel Friend. I'm joined here with my good friends Jeremy Collins and my friend Richard Goodman. It's so great to be with you guys here today. How are you doing today?
1: Fantastic. Thank you. Doing great. Enjoyed standing outside waiting for Richard on a sunny day like this. Oh
2: my gosh. It's been this, this has been the worst week of (laughs) Pittsburgh weather I've seen in a long time. There was like. I was wearing shorts on Saturday. I was in a whiteout on Tuesday. Like, what in the world is happening? Be
1: 85 on Saturday. It's
2: going to be 85, 90 on Saturday. It's crazy. I have no, this is the like, you can fit all four weeks into one, or for all four seasons into one week here. So it's been nuts. So yeah, I talked to
1: one church member. They said um, they had the guy come out to inspect their air conditioning unit while it was snowing. And he said that was just a weird. A weird
2: thing. We'll probably had it on his calendar from a couple weeks ago. Exactly. It was like it's hot. This thing isn't working. Well, I can only schedule you two <laughs> weeks out, and that sort of thing. So, um, oh, I was just reminded of something. So we have Richard on today. <laughs> I was going to get to this in a second because I want to tell this story. Uh, we have, we're talking about volunteering in youth ministry, and one of the things that we've been doing this season is talking, uh, you know, to the people who are doing the hard work of. The disciple making process for students. So, we've had on a variety of different people. And what we wanted to include was a conversation around volunteering because. Mm-hmm if you are a, a really good youth worker or the director of any youth ministry you know you literally cannot do it without the volunteers that you can bring into that and to have healthy ones i've you know i've been doing this for quite a long time and we've had quite a uh, great success with having people come in who are sustainable mm-hmm. that's also because i'm very picky uh i'm not desperate when it comes to leaders i'm very i'm very picky and a couple years ago back in Two thousand nineteen, I uh, you know met Richard and got to know him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll hear of all that story here in a second. But uh, one of my favorite memories from being with Richard was a time when we went to Laurelville uh, and uh, late night one night we were playing hockey uh and uh and richard you know richard is uh he's a countryman so he's got his boots on he's always got his jeans or slacks and khakis on he's got his stuff on so we're playing in the gym when we shouldn't have uh because it was technically closed down to us but we were playing hockey in the gym and it was right at the beginning it was at midnight and richard went to go dive to like poke check Uh, And he dislocated his elbow right there and he got up and I saw him like wincing in pain, holding his arm down kind of, you know, and, and, and you guys aren't seeing Richard, but he's six, seven uh what are you like 220 yeah yeah 220. so yeah yeah 220 i mean big dude and it's like he was in pain and i was like what's going on it was one of those like <laughs> when i ran the run he went around the corner around this curtain i was like what's up oh my gosh <laughs> and it was just his elbow was popped out of its place and so we had this one the, this other volunteer with us who happened to be a nurse Anytime we take her anywhere, something always happens. But she came down. I was like, Kim, I need you to come down here. comes down here. And she's like, what am I looking at? And I was like, oh, can you pop that back yeah. in? And she was like, I cannot do that. <laughs> so Richard and I got in somebody's car, and uh, you know, they let us borrow it, and we went to the hospital together. And uh, they popped his elbow back into place, but they had to knock him out to do it. Oh, and wow. this was at, they probably what they didn't come in until about, we were in the waiting room and then wow. in a room for about maybe three and a half, four yeah, hours. Right. It was like four o'clock in the morning by the time we actually, four o'clock night. or five, we got back. Wow. And uh, so they had to sedate you. Yeah. But they wouldn't let me in the room. <sighs> Cause you're not
0: family, or I don't know. I, don't know. I want a video. <laughs> Yo, yeah, not only did I want video,
2: I wanted to see it. Like yeah. they were like, I think yeah. they've had enough experiences where people actually pass out, and apparently to, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, and they have to deal with it. But I was ready. Uh, <laughs> I was I actually watched a video while sitting there, <laughs> yeah. waiting, waiting there. No he, he kept showing me. Look, 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 look at this, look at this. This is what's gonna happen to you. But yeah, they knocked you out, and uh, yeah, that was that was a, a really a really good start to you know our ministry career together. Um, so
0: and you came back. Yes, I did. Well yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's
2: got it. So so Richard, you've been volunteering with um Uh, you know, with our youth ministry since 2019, and I saw you, uh, you came with us on a mission trip, and on that mission trip, we usually have, you know, a mixture of adults and students, and, uh, you know, that year we had, like, it was, like, dead even. It was, like, 25 students, 25 adults, and anytime we would have these moments where, like, the students would go off and do stuff, and I was with them, too, you would always want to tag along because you just liked hanging out with the kids. That usually is because of one of two reasons. One, you're a creeper, Or two, you really actually love. You have a genuine love for you know students, and luckily for us, it was the second one. And so I struck out a struck up a conversation with you, and you were like really into this uh, idea of volunteering. But you had not been you had not been that long that you'd been at New Community Church before you jumped in. So uh, I'm like I'm very hesitant to ask this question because I know the answer to it but tell a little bit of your story.
0: How <laughs> <laughs> so much time? Yeah, yeah, um, I know. You know what? I was really blessed. Uh, when I told this story to my sister, one of her first things was you are so lucky. And I remember that catching me off guard going, what do you mean lucky? And then I suddenly realized it dawned on me. Um, not a lot of people get that. Uh, God actually sent somebody to talk to me. Um, I got to a moment in my life where I was at crossroads. I'd obviously missed something. I did. I was missing something. And, uh, The Lord sent somebody to talk to me, and it was at work, and uh, we had a regular training going that week, and this guy showed up. I've never met him before, Henry from Peru, and uh, nobody knew him. I've never even seen him before. I've even Mm -hmm. tried to look him up online. I I can't find him, but uh, he uh, came, and uh, after the whole day of training, he said to me, uh, Richard, can I talk to you in the hallway? I said, yeah, sure. So he came out, I said, and he was um umming and ah ahhing. I said, Henry, you ain't going to believe the week I've had. Uh, Just go ahead, tell me. And actually, yeah. And uh, he said, "I don't even know what religion you are." I said, "I'm Christian." He said, "Well, all right then." He said, "God sent me to talk to you." And uh, I'd had a hell of a week. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd had a, a head-on with an eighteen-wheeler a two days prior at wow. fifty mile an hour. Walked away from it. I had my boss come pick me up the next morning to take me to work in a pair of uh, pajama pants that was two feet too short and (laughs) no zipper (laughs) and uh, took me to work. Yeah, so no, um, this was a a, a heaven sent and uh, Henry told me that uh, he had a gift from God and that was that he could see into see things and uh, I was meant to work with children and uh, I'd be working, uh, showing them, teaching them God's word and working outside with them. And uh, he'd also seen me handing out food. And was I doing any of these things uh, that he was talking about? And I said, no, I had no idea what he was talking about. But this is obviously what I needed to hear. So uh, that Sunday, I told my boss that uh, I would not be working seven days a week anymore. And I'd be attending church on Sundays. And I decided to go to NCC and uh, started getting involved right away. And the Lord started feeding me. And one of those things that came up was that mission trip, the first thing. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't even know the kids were gonna be there, and uh, that was just, uh, yeah. God works; He just does. And those kids fed into me, and they loved, and they kept talking about me and praising me. But they were feeding me like you couldn't believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's what got me into.
2: it. Yeah. So why do you think you decided, like I, you know, I asked you I had a conversation. Mm-hmm. We sat down after that mission trip and talked a little bit more. Why do you think you decided to say yes? I want to. I want to jump into this.
0: Well, a we talked about a little bit earlier when God tells you to do something, do it. Right. Um, right, uh, right. To me, there's no other way of doing it. You have to, um, uh, and, uh, I, I won't look back on it. So yeah. And then not only that, uh, you could tell when you're around something, we all have a love. We all have, uh, um, strengths. Um, when you get something out of something, it, it makes you grow. It, it, it feeds you, um, from the inside out. And, uh, that I knew that being around those children, that's what was happening, and uh, obviously I had an effect. But definitely, I could feel the effect that it was happening in me, and uh, that's why I needed to do it.
2: Yeah, one of the you know, if you read a lot of these books on youth ministry, one of you know, one of the markers of whether or not the person works could work well is do do kids like the person? And and are they drawn to them? And, you know, maybe you've only been listening to this podcast for the last seven minutes, but you can tell that Richard's got just a very magnetized personality and not in any way, shape or form that's selfish or prideful. It's sure. just it's, that's how God made you. And I think you're just a wonderful person to interact with. You're a genuine person. I can, I can attest to that from my relationship with you. So I, I think that is one of the things that I saw in him was that these kids wanted to be around Richard. So how do you not take someone who kids want to be around and put them around him all the time? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, that was an easy one for me. And I know you're still—you were still pretty young in your own discipleship process, Very. even at that point, even three years ago Very. about that. So, you know— um, yeah yeah i i i was i've always been impressed of your uh, your desire to like learn and grow because not only were you serving in student ministries but you were helping on sunday mornings with the sound team but also you were doing this two-year commitment of this thing called christian leadership concepts it's a two-year commitment and you were like diving in so yeah
0: so yes and many things that came to that too is that uh i I wasn't it wasn't like i wasn't my choice to go to children. If I ever had that choice, I wouldn't have chosen that. I didn't know okay. I had an effect on children. I mm-hmm. didn't know that I, I do well. I've taught classes. I teach scuba diving classes. I've done all sorts of things. Like I can deal with people I'm personable. And thank you for the kind words. Mm-hmm. But uh kids was fearful for me. Um, I, I wasn't sure how to even relate to them. I didn't know what or how they would take me. So that mission trip was really exactly what I needed and doesn't God give us that? he feeds mm. us exactly what we need when we need it and I needed some kind of validation to say hey mm. I told you this and I said okay I'm going to listen obey but then he gave me that little bit of like you see and this is and I said yeah I see I mean you could you could tell right away this is this is obviously what he needed me to be doing what I needed to be doing yeah yeah
1: Well I think it's neat when when we've talked to people who get into youth ministry and who have been in it for a while, uh, clearly authenticity wins the day over everything else. And kids, uh, aren't necessarily very good at making decisions. We see that in our everyday <laughs> working with teenagers, but one thing they're very good at is recognizing something fake mm-hmm. and they can spot it from so far away. And so, uh, to be able to go on that missions trip and just be yourself, um, and, and that's the encouragement to every youth pastor listening, every volunteer listening. Like, don't try to emulate or be someone you're not. Uh, don't look at these Christian celebrities and say, I need to be like that person or like this person um, instead of being you. Flaws and all. Um, and, and that doesn't mean you celebrate your flaws. But if you all you do is hide everything about you. um, man, kids are going to see through that, and I, I learned that early on as well, um, and I'm sure every youth pastor has kind of had that moment where it's like, hey, I'm cool, and the kids like me because I'm cool, and then we realize, I need to stop trying to be cool, I just need to be myself, um, and so that, that's exciting to hear, and you're right, Joel, in, in the times that we've connected um, at Lauravilles and, and everything else, uh, your personality is just you, and I love meeting people that are just authentically them.
2: Yeah. And, it, you know, uh, I want to get to something else here in a second, but, you know, I would like to go on the record to say that I don't care what your volunteers' barriers are to um, mm-hmm. to being involved in your ministry. Um, Richard has set a standard that no other... Volunteer probably in the history of—I'm not kidding. You're about to hear what I'm about to say. I don't—I don't think you know, know what it is. Richard knows what it is. He set a standard that no other volunteer has ever made ever in the history of youth ministry. It's the distance that they were willing to travel from work to come to be part of the youth ministry. Do you know this, Did, no, Jeremy? Okay, I don't. I'm so excited. one of the things that you don't—you didn't know at the time about Richard—is that his work was in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and so what Richard would do is he worked at his work schedule so that he could work early in the mornings, uh, starting in Mondays, and so after church on Sundays he would leave and go out to New Jersey. Wow. So he'd work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday, and then he worked at a schedule so that he could drive back from New Jersey every Thursday to come to serve in student mm-hmm. ministries. Wow. Yep. He drove 6 hours every week for an, an um, I think it was almost an entire year yeah. to be a participant was, yeah. in the youth ministry wow. at New Community Church. So if you're like, man, it's too far of a drive for me. I got a guy who's driven 6 <laughs> hours every wow. week. To come uh, to come and volunteer. Yeah. Now he goes back eventually because that's where his work was. Yeah. But l- luckily for the Lord, or for, uh, because of the Lord, you're <laughs> a lot more stable now. Yes. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I know even in your, we had some conversations over the a couple of years, the last couple of years about like connecting with kids and. And, you know, uh, cause you were like, you were still struggling, like, ah, you know, I don't right. know, you know, you know, how do I talk to them? And right. you know, I gave you some tips and tricks. Right. So what do you think God has really taught you in terms of ministering and caring for students over the last three years, uh, through the volunteering that you have, uh, you've well, done?
0: Well, I guess, I, you know, my first thing when I first started getting involved was, uh, you were like, oh, I've got to be this, uh, leader. I've got to be this role model. And, uh, so I've got to be all shiny and, and new, right? Well, <laughs> That's not why like God picked me. Um, so uh, he's been really pushing on me that, you know, because of your flaws and because of your past and because of those bad decisions that we were talking about, um, that's what I need you to be telling. Now, don't celebrate them. I agree with you, don't. It's not a, a, a celebration. But uh, it's something that needs to be talked about and shared mm. so that uh, they know what's coming up and uh, what pitfalls are can and what wrong decisions lead to and what, you know, these uh, outcomes and uh yeah, so uh, that's what he wanted me to talk and, and share with. And um, he keeps leading that or p- pressing that on my heart. Um, I'm trying to think what else was there. There's something on my mind now just slipped me.
1: Well, so in in those things, how how did you find those first few times? So, yes, you were on a missions trip and you kind of connected with students. What was it like to show up on a Thursday night, to youth ministry, probably with a little bit of training and a little bit of, here's what's going, but h- how did you navigate through some
0: of those first ministry nights? What was that like? It, it was scary. It really was. I wasn't sure what I was doing. And uh, and it, it just got dawned on me what I was thinking about, it, and I'll bring it back in. But uh, I was I kept trying to do that like, like a teacher almost, stand up in the front and just present something. And uh, the Lord kept saying to me, that's not really what we're doing here. And then... That's where your conversations came in a lot, Joel and your help. And then that was relationships isn't Mm. the key to everything. I mean, all of this is Mara. You talked about me having that CLC group and all that. My relationship with the Lord is the most important. And if that's not strong and I'm not keeping that in line, then how can I be working on anyone else or any other relationships? So the the whole time I have to, that's my focal point, is my relationship with the Lord. And I have to keep that growing. And I'm still growing. And I'll still always be growing. We're all going to keep growing. But i got to keep that going. And then I can help with other relationships. And that's where the key thing with me was that I'm not presenting. I need to make relationships with these Mm -hmm. kids. I need to have one-on-one time with them. I need to know what sports they like what uh food they enjoy what friends they're hanging with um what do they do in their spare time um so yeah that was the big thing there was uh yeah making friends
2: yeah so why do you why do you keep coming back that you're about to finish up your you got a couple of weeks away you know thir- four four total weeks i think left but like why do you keep coming back to this
0: well when you involved in it you start to see people and uh have those relationships and have moments in those relationships that uh that you just you won't forget that that uh mm. you get these kids will tell you things that as soon as they tell you you know that you know what you haven't told this to anyone else i'm the only one who told this to and uh it's moments like that where you know that you're important that uh that you're making a difference that uh and not only are you feeding, but you being fed, um, they, they make an impact on my life that, that you can't believe. It's just, it's, it's unreal. And, uh, then back to the Lord has, uh, has led me and That's what the Lord wants me to do. And, uh, uh, I thank him for him. Thank it. Thank him for it. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm exactly where I need to be. I just, I, I love it. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, gotta kick fear out the door and, mm-hmm. uh, take it on yeah i love it i, I like it this it's, it's it's definitely where i need to be there's no doubt about it sorry uh, i I, I, I know you might
2: have a question yeah. but i don't care jeremy but <laughs> i'm gonna ask my so like what's been helpful in you in the process like you know what yeah, you know question. what have been like tick-ups for you right i mean you've been to some of the trainings we've done and all those sorts of things like what do you think has been the like most helpful piece um Uh, of your growing in your own relationship with these students and being uh, a better leader than when you started?
0: Well, I mean, also it's a growing thing, right? So I'm not, I don't think I'm a great leader by any ways, but I I, I think I've grown in it. And my biggest things that are helping me along the way is a firstly, my own personal relationship with the Lord. Mm. Um, and you could tell, because I'm not perfect either. I, 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 it falls and comes back up, and but I can notice that difference even when, in the kids. So, so that is my number one. Then uh, after that is relationships. You really need to connect. It doesn't matter what material you're doing, what um, you following curriculum you're doing, or what. But if you ha- what relationships are you having with those children? And uh, I'm still growing there a, a lot, and I'm. I, but that is that is your key, I think, is, is your relationships with everyone.
1: Well, and I think that's a lot of what we've talked about over the, the number of podcasts we've done, which is uh, what becomes the center of those relationships is really important. And if the center of those relationships is just connecting with kids, um, through games and game times and, and that's it and you don't have this time y- you guys can't see what Joel and I but every time Richard's talking about relationships he has this giant smile <laughs> on his face um, as he's thinking through I'm sure there's memories he's thinking through as he's sharing of, of just connecting with kids and most of the time everything you said when you were sharing that More had to do with your listening posture than it did your teaching posture Um, and engaging with kids and listening to them, letting them tell you probably for the fifth time that same story they might have told last week too, but you're there listening and engaging and it gives you that right to be heard when you might have to then sit down and have a conversation about why that thing they're sharing uh, was probably a bad decision. Um, Now you've earned that right and... I think that that's so important as you're thinking about what does ministry look like as a volunteer. If you're getting into volunteering um, just to teach without the relational component, um, that's, a good, that's a good not point. really youth ministry. Yeah, no. that, that's, that's kind of more children's ministry where teaching might be the, the highest priority, but it's teaching and relationships. You can't have one without the other. And I, and I think I appreciate you for, for saying that. And I really appreciate you saying what relationship is most important is your relationship with God. Yeah. And I think
0: it's easy to sometimes forget oh, that priority. Well, absolutely, it is. It's so easy. I agree. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah.
2: So let's imagine you're a brand new person either checking out this podcast because you're thinking about doing volunteering or you just started in volunteering, right? You know, what advice do you think that you would give to those people? to encourage them or to you know provide a little training yourself and how you would you know do that like you know here's some of the mistakes i made and what i learned from you know what advice would you do you think that you would give to some people in this position
0: well um if you have any strengths or talents uh to work with youth and be around youth those are god-given talents those are god-given strengths Mm -hmm. use them um Mm. that's what we're meant to do and uh If not, if it's just something that you feel an urge or a push towards, but you feel uncomfortable or you feel a little nervous about, well, that's probably God too. Um, (laughs) uh, Most of my nervous times or uncomfortable times, it's God pushing me to make me grow and do things. So uh, if you have any inclination, any kind of draw, uh, get involved. Get involved. We're called to serve. And if you have something that's pushing you here or pulling you here, There's probably a reason for that. And you should answer it. You should definitely answer it. There's no doubt about it. Um, The other one, back to the relationship with your God. Stay with your God. He will guide you. He will follow you. Sorry, he will guide you. He will lead you. He will feed you. He feeds me daily. Um, And... uh, it'll it, it works out it does we never know how i tell my wife all the time i'm she's like how's this gonna go i'm like i'm not sure but uh, i know a guy so just keep going i know cool. a guy yeah. i know a guy he came back from the dead i'm yeah, gonna yeah. see i'm gonna You're go right, with that right.
2: yeah yeah uh, that's good i think you know it's so crucial for us to put healthy adults in mm-hmm. in the presence of students not just healthy adults in the fact that they, you know, know how to have relationships with students, but ones who have a desire to grow in their own relationship mm-hmm. with God. I think that, that's coming across very strongly in this in this podcast. And so, you know, those you know, those are gold mine ministry people because they recognize that, you know, I I, I am a big advocate. Nobody says this something says this. <laughs> I'm a big advocate that everything in the Bible comes back to first John four nineteen, which says we love because he first loved us, mm-hmm. yeah. everything. Everything <laughs> comes back to it, and and I it's, it's particularly all of Scripture, and I think even you talk about servanthood, right, or you know, uh, you know, caring for people. It's done out of a place of knowing what God has done in us in Christ Jesus. And I think that's why you're, you're, you know, I, I know you like grew up in the church, and and that's been important. But you're you did not get awakened in uh-huh. your relationship with Christ until way later down the line. I right. think you you know and and but what god has been doing in you is like showing you what it means to serve and to do that with in an uncomfortable place and i think having that is really good and you know uh, Kara Powell, uh, she's a woman who works in uh, the realm of like you know, youth ministry theory and ideas and you know even practical stuff, but she talks about the importance of what's called a social scaffolding where one student every for every one student, they need five healthy adults in their life. Mm-hmm. And like Richard, you're one of those people. And so how important mm-hmm. it is for you know having more and more people like that pouring into the life of a kid uh, for them to grow. And the, the chief goal is to help them become disciples of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think about... And, and it's one of those, like, we are almost always the opening chapters of student stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And in what you've done in the life of the boys you've had... Now, you've had two different groups in your time. Right. But, you know, I think... You, you were good for one for a season, and you know, you're know you good for another now. But they're also good for you, too. And yes. right? there, there were different types of kids that had to teach you. One had to teach you patience. <laughs> 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 one absolutely had to teach you patience. Um, but, I mean, the other, ta- the other probably taught you to listen more. Yeah. Because right. it, it, I know the groups of guys, they're just so much more reflective yep. uh, than maybe the, the other group that you started with. Uh, but I think it's so good to have, you know, people like you in that position to pour into them and to know that you are helping them to become disciples of mm-hmm. Jesus in not only in the way that you are there every week, but also in the way that you show what it means to be a disciple of Jesus.
1: So something that I've found and this in my own life, and I, I want to see if it's similar with uh, you, Richard, and also Joel, I've found for me, um, I can sometimes be a lazy person. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's It's pretty easy. However... When I know, and and this has been something in youth ministry and ministry in general, when I know that I'm going to be showing up to serve, love, care for, and guide people, it changes how I approach my time with the Lord. Um, Because I'm not just doing it for me, but I'm doing it for, like I'm being pushed to look at, investigate, read scriptures, understand things that, I wouldn't necessarily think about in my everyday life, but I know I'm going to talk about with students. Have you found um, that working with students has kind of upped your, your spiritual life game in a sense to be like, wow, I've really got to focus on this because I'm going to be with students who are, are hungry and need the gospel. And, and have have you found that urge lifted because you've been volunteering in youth ministry?
0: Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And, uh, Sometimes you look at doing all the different things I do. I'm listening to different uh, Bible studies and different things I'm doing. I'm like, man, why am I doing so much? And then... Throughout the week, next thing you know, such and such ones from this one. And then I remember what I learned on Monday or what I read on mm. Tuesday or what we spoke about with the Lord on this day. And I'm like, it just keeps popping up. It's almost like, yeah, it's almost like it is like he feeds me and he, he's giving it to you and he says, you know, and then you go, ah, this is why I'm doing it. So, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Well, and, um, and, so. and
1: it's and it's that and that might be one of the hurdles, I think, that goes unsaid, which is not just a fear of, of being with students, but a fear of like, I don't know my stuff. Yeah. Like, yes, I don't oh, no, know that's huge. my stuff. And, that's huge. Yep. and instead of being willing to learn scripture, I'm going to maybe not volunteer. And it sounds kind of harsh to say it that way, but, um, I would encourage you listening person that whether you're new volunteer or wherever you are in that spectrum, um, This is iron sharpening iron. This is sanctification. This is what the body of Christ is meant to be. When I think back, we had our session meeting last night. That's our group of elders meeting. And um, we were talking through all these different things. And somehow we got talking about uh, the impact of mentors in our lives. And I was thinking back to the mentors in my life, rewinding all the way back to sixth, seventh grade Jeremy, sitting on the steps of a porch at a summer camp, crying my eyes out with my counselor, Will. Will who was just there to love me all the way through the men in in college and out of college, like I wouldn't be in ministry without people pouring into me. Um, and I think that that's a huge role. We we're just talking about not to take any of your thunder about what discipleship looks like and you use this imagery of, of a pool and swimming in the pool and yeah. needing people to do that with. Mm-hmm. Like you can't jump into the pool by yourself, you need someone to help teach you how to swim, teach you how to swim um yeah. and and that's what we get to do in youth ministry, but also the challenge is we gotta be we gotta be practicing our swimming
0: right, and I, yeah, yeah, I think you just hit the nail on the head, I think that's what when I say like that I get back off, I get as well the yeah. kids get from you. The reason what I'm getting back is because it does. It mm-hmm. it makes me grow. It makes me dive in deeper into His word. It makes me seek Him closer, pull Him closer. It does. So I'm growing spiritually. I'm growing more as a disciple. Amen. I'm growing more as a Christian. I'm, it's it's a beautiful thing. It just it, it, and it's the way He designed it. And it's yeah. And it feeds them and you feed off yeah. it. It just it is. It's a beautiful thing. It really is.
2: Yeah, and I, I'm reminded of the image in Acts where. You know, the the comment was made of the disciples and that that they were clearly with Jesus, mm. right? So that mm. the, the time they sent was, they spent with him. Uh, reverberated into the context that they were in, and this, you know, and they took note. It says, in, you know, Luke makes the note, and they took note that these men have been with Jesus. And mm-hmm. I think we have to keep that in mind too, as volunteers. Not me, because I am a paid staff person, but you have to keep in mind <laughs> as a volunteer, like how how you, you part of your witness and part of your own discipleship, it deeply impacts the life of a student. And so, um, yeah, these are good thoughts. Any any final thoughts or questions for Richard here today?
1: oh uh a final thought would just be uh first off thank you uh thank you for being here thank you for driving six hours to to youth not to this meeting Uh, no not not to this one um but uh and i want to encourage you that uh the you might not see all the fruit of the lives you've touched but uh it's it's clear just being here a few minutes with you and and spending time that uh, I, I know that your love for the Lord is, is evident, and I, and I praise you for, I praise him for that, and I thank you for being here. Guys, I, I would encourage any of you that are listening, um, I hope you've been encouraged by this. Um, we've got three imperfect guys sitting here talking about a perfect God who does crazy things through our imperfections, um, and, and I hope and pray that you've heard that uh, as we've shared today.
2: Well, thank you for joining us today for this episode of Disciple Making Youth Ministry, and uh, we look forward to having you continue us uh, continue with us on our journey and I think we actually have a couple episodes left for this season, and we'll see what those are here soon, but yeah. please feel free to subscribe to wherever you get your podcast and uh, email us. Please be the first one to email us because <laughs> someone,
1: someone mom should, you know what you know mom what we should do How about us. this?
2: first person to first person to actually send us an email what's our email address
1: uh disciple making ym at gmail.com
2: we will send a 25 five dollar gift card to whatever restaurant they want
1: bingo done
2: so this is a test I this like is like putting the 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 fine print in the contract to make sure that people have like actually read the contract so yeah. so I'm, I'm excited about that so uh well thank you for joining us here today thank you richard for being on here you only drove an hour That was it. It was only an hour. It's an hour back. You'll be good. So uh, thank you for joining us on this
1: episode, and we'll talk to you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Disciple Making Youth Ministry Podcast. We sure do hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe wherever it is you consume your podcast. We hope you have been encouraged by what you have heard, and you're ready to jump into the hard work of disciple making. Catch you on the next one.